And of course, I move everything around. All right. Hello and welcome. Just a family. This is giving you something to talk about live TV or just alive as I like to call it. I am Melissa Kretschler. I am your host. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, and business mentor. I am a most passionate business of five. And I'm bringing you today's show for, you know, the 47th time. We're almost at episode 50, and I'm super excited for that. Please go like, follow, and share the show on our various social media accounts. We have accounts on most major platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the show, if you would like to be a sponsor, or you have a topic that you want to see featured on the show, please go and connect with us at justalivetv.com. You can sign up for our newsletter, and we are streaming live straight on our website. So check that out. Today's episode is sponsored by a Phoenix Identity focusing on identity, reconnecting to yourself, getting rid of what no longer serves you and creating a safe space for yourself and a, and a life that you love. So that is our sponsor today. Today we are talking about how to ask for help, which is a very powerful message and a very powerful topic. And to do that with me today is none other than Martha Mock. So Martha, please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. Lovely to see you all here. My name is Martha Mock. I'm a super confident coach, but I'm also someone who has been in silence for over 30 years. Someone who was told that I should shut up, put my head down and just be the woman, be the wife, be the daughter that my culture had brought me to be. So what it's like to be in silence? That I didn't ask for help when I was experiencing 19 years of abusive marriage. I didn't ask for help when I was bullied at school since the age of six. And the hardest thing for me to admit, and the one thing that I rejected myself and even blocked in my memory, that I was sexually molested by someone I trust and I have not told anyone in 30 years. So I wanted to help those of you who are in silence, who looks amazingly successful on the outside, wanting a few businesses in senior executive position at work. I was one of them. I was a multi-award-winning international makeup artist. I won multiple businesses. So on the outside, I was confident, I was brilliant, and I was positive. But I was also the greatest pretender, someone that who pretend everything was okay someone who pretend that I was happy. But the one thing that who really give it away every single time was my smile. It was never genuine. So I want to help those of you who find yourself trapped, who find yourself stuck, who are too scared, too proud, too afraid to ask for help, to speak up with respect and be heard. Absolutely. I love that. And that is a powerful message. It's a power, you know, one of the reasons I started my business, which is of course today's sponsor, Phoenix Identity, is because there are so many people in high profile positions in the media, in news, celebrities, you name it, musicians who are so unhappy and they have everything. They have the life, they have, you know, the fame and the fortune and everything that us everyday people wish that we had, but what they don't have is the happiness. They don't have 
the connection to themselves. They don't have a clear identity. They don't have the ability right now to be happy, to be truly happy. And that's something I am a huge advocate for. And I love that you and I are doing this show because it's so hard for people to feel confident enough to ask for help, to say that, you know, I'm drowning. I'm not okay. I'm not happy. I'm not, you know, I'm not surviving or I'm not thriving. I'm, you know, surviving or I'm living in that shadow. I'm living in that unhappiness. And then it gets to the point where they are, you know, just, just living a fake humanity, a fake life. Exactly. And I understand how that feels because at that moment, the outsider look at us, feel like that, hey, she got it all. Like, what is she talking about that she's not happy? I could never imagine how she is. All she had to do was ask. But it's not just about that. We can be confident at the workplace. We can be confident seeing other people. But the inside of us to be vulnerable, wow, that work was like standing on a stage in Miami, naked, with our butt crap actually showing on stage. That's how it felt. And how many people can do that in an instant? Not many. Without me knowing what vulnerability is, without me understanding that I do not need to take all my clothes off at once to show everyone, I can do it in stages and progress and as I'm comfortable with. And that have helped me to break through all those silence that I kept myself in. And it is true. It is a mindset thing. But if it's like if you tell someone that, oh, you should have long hair because it makes you look better. And you're talking to someone who has long hair for 30 years. They're not going to listen. Even that you tell you if once you change your mindset, it will be so much better. Yeah, but it's too scary. It's too scary. And asking for help for someone who were very successful, what the way they're thinking of in their head. It's like, am I going to be treated as a loser? Am I a failure? I don't see anyone around me that needing help. Why do I need to go and look for a coach? Why don't I just toughen up, eat some cement, thicken it up and just face another day? And that's what a lot of successful women do. Just like you mentioned before, celebrity, TV, um, TV personnel, even like a Robert Williams. On the outside, he was the most happy person that we know. But on the inside, he was depressed and he ended up talking his life. And how sad is that? We look at it like another sad story and we'll forget it within two days. The truth is the one that who suffer, it linger all our fear inside. We're all scared that one day that will be us. So what do we do about it? Look at, look at Johnny Depp. So right now in the media, it's Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, right? And you have, I'm sorry. And and I'm going to talk about this on, on live TV. I'm 38. I'm going to be 39 this year. I grew up, I deal, oh, you know, have you ever watched the movie Hall Pass where, you know, the wife and the husband are each given this Hall Pass, right? So I know a few couples who have their celebrity Hall Pass, right? Johnny Depp has always been my celebrity Hall Pass. He is, he was my dream growing up. And he's always had this very, um, very strong, very masculine persona. And 
in the news over the last few weeks, you, you know, they're doing the depositions, they're doing, you know, the testimonies, and they played an audio recording or, or a text message. I don't know exactly what it was because I didn't hear it. Um, but over the news, they're talking about what something that Amber Heard had said was, go ahead, Johnny, tell everybody, I, the great Johnny Depp, is being abused by my wife. And she mocked him. And a lot of people in high profile positions, in celebrity positions, feel that they're being, you know, that, they, that they're going to be rejected. And it's not just high profile individuals. This is everyday people. If you admit, I have a problem, I have an issue, I have a weakness, I have vulnerability, you are terrified, especially when you're in the media, especially when you're, you, you have a reputation to uphold. When you admit that you have a problem, whether it is just how you feel, you're terrified that you're going to be rejected. You're going to be ridiculed. You're going to be removed or disowned or, or you know, discredited because of that issue. And it's really not. You really shouldn't feel that way. You are allowed to be unhappy. Men nowadays, and, and I know that we're women and I know that we're talking about, you know, asking for help. How many men statistically are sitting there being abused verbally, mentally, physically? Uh, men have been raped by women, other men. And, but it's, it's this thought process, right? That I can't, I'm weak if I admit it. I'm weak if I, you know, I'm going to be rejected or ridiculed, all of that. And it's so sad how many people stay unhappy because they're scared of the repercussions. And again, that's one of the reasons why I started. When I started a Phoenix Identity, it wasn't called a Phoenix Identity when I started it. But when I started Phoenix Identity, it was about five, six years ago. And I created it because I saw two of my favorite musicians commit suicide. And that was Chester Reddingfield and Chris Cornell. And it devastated me because these two seemingly amazing human beings who are creative and artistic, and all of a sudden they're gone. And the fact that they, they took their own lives because they thought they had no other option, that's hard. And when you're in a place of not feeling well or not feeling yourself or not connected to who you are, and you feel like you can't express that in any other way, that's sad. And that is such a waste of life. So to have an episode like today where we can advocate and say it's okay to ask for help and not only that, but how to encourage people to ask for help or to know when other people are asking for help, because I know you and I discussed that in the pre-screening interview, is Number one, how do you ask for help? So let's get on that. If you're not happy and you're scared of being ridiculed, rejected, how do you ask for help? How do you confidently ask for help and take that leap, right? How, do you, how would you suggest people do that? When I make the decision to ask for help, it was on my 40th birthday that I asked myself that question. If I'm so depressed since I was, that I did not want to live more than 60 years old. I only got 20 years left in my life. What do I truly want? Yes, you don't need to go to as extreme as I am, but ask yourself that day, do I still want to be at this state for the next 20 years or 
what I what do I truly want? And I took a hard long think about what do I want? And I realized that all I want was being happy and finding a partner that would treasure me, celebrate me to be who I am. And that's how I took the leap and to try and get out. And it wasn't easy. And it's about really reaching out to the people you can trust. These days, there's a lot easier asking for help because of how strong the social media is. Go and find the person that you are aligned with. Go and listen to more podcasts or TV streaming like what you are doing here and see if you relate to that person. See if you like, because first impression last, you will go in and see if you can relate and connect to them. And like I mentioned before, you don't need to rip off all your clothes at once. No. Just do it layer by layer, little bit by little bit until you are comfortable. And realize this, no one is going to judge you without you first judging yourself. So give yourself that benefit of doubt, not for the other person, but for yourself. Yeah. Trust you to be able to speak up so others can trust you too. Yeah. So for me, and again, you ladies look beautiful today, right? That's, you know, you can take that as a, as a, Hey, that's great. Right? Like my husband, he's probably watching or he's, I don't know what he's doing, but he, he liked the video already. If he came on and said, you ladies look beautiful today. Would we take that as a creepy thing? Would we take that as, you know, he's trying to hit on us or, or what, right? Our perception of it too, as women, if we get a comment that triggers us, it's our perception of it, of, of it as well, right? You could say, oh, hey, you know, that looks great, but your fly's open, <laughs> right? Yeah. Are you, if somebody's subconscious and, and make is, is made to feel weird because you just mentioned that their fly is open, right? You have no intention of hurting their feelings, but you're, you're yeah. pointing something out that obviously makes them feel awkward. Right. Are you, you wrong? Know what's funny is, you know, what's funny is when you said that, like, if your husband were to come in and really say that, you know, or if any guy came in and said, Hey ladies, you look beautiful for some reason, something inside of me was like, my first instinct is like, Ooh, like, do I look beautiful though? Like, I don't know that I do, you know? So it's just funny how our natural instinct is to doubt that beauty, to doubt that compliment because it just, that, that syndrome within us that not enough or, you know, not worthy is just so deeply ingrained, even as much work as you've, you know, for me, I know I've done a crap load of work to try and get past that, but it's uh yeah. So when you find a woman who is a little bit more vulnerable, who maybe hasn't done all the healing work and the transformational processes that you and I probably have, you know, just imagine, you know, put myself 10 years ago, if I was in that situation where I was in that constant state of comparison and um, contrast and trying to put myself up against other people in my life, it's, it's damaging. It's, it's traumatic to think about. Um, it's just a continuous process that we have to learn how to break. So it's, it's just, this is a great conversation to be having is what can we do then? What can we do to empower each other and not even just women against women, but you know, how do men play into this? How do we just start to create this new pattern in our world where we all do get to step into our power, our beauty and affirm that we are enough? Yep. I think the first step for me is the first step always for me is, is internal, right? It's, 
it's mm-hmm. loving yourself, giving yourself grace and, and knowing that you are capable. Right. Right. But at the same time, the second part and, and the purpose of this episode is women supporting women is you don't have to have it all together. You don't, none of us have it all together. No. There's always no. something going on, right? Gosh, yeah. But women supporting women isn't about being at the top of your game and gifting somebody else something or just telling somebody they're beautiful. It's seeing somebody else who is even just one step behind you and putting out your hand right? and saying, I've got you. Let's do this. Right. And it's not a race. It's not about who gets there first or who can I bring along? It's, you know, it's who wants to come along with me. That's the first decision. I think when it comes to healing and that process, it's like you said, it's always internal. So internally deciding that I want more for my life, I want to move forward in a better way. And so for me, that means my, my process was again, like finding the right people to that are willing to reach their hand back and let me come and join them. So that's what I want to be for others is to say, when you're ready, I'm here for you. It mm-hmm. could be simply just holding that space for someone until they have made that decision because you have to decide for yourself Absolutely. to, yeah, that's a huge thing is that decision. And as much as I struggle with this so much where I'm like, I, I know I can help you. Let me help you, you know, do what I say. And I promise you'll feel better. But until someone decides to do that, it's just impossible yep. to, to and move forward. I don't know about you, but those are the people that I work with. I, I, I'm as an identity coach and that's not a promotion, just mm-hmm. validation of why I'm saying this right. as yeah. an identity coach, I won't work with, with people who aren't ready. Oh, I right. won't work with people who haven't already started doing the work and the number one requirement for the, that I have for my client is you have to have acknowledged that there is an issue within yourself that you don't like. Exactly. Right. And that's, what's creating your unhappiness. That's my number one. Yeah. That's, that's non-negotiable, right? My, yeah. My theme is always just the people that, you know, again, I'm, I'm a coach as well. So it's but deciding that there has to be something more as soon as you have that thought, and that feeling, that belief that there has to be something more then it's time to work together. It's time to do this work because there is, I can tell you emphatically, there is more, there's always more that you can do, be, or have in this world. And that's exciting to, to tap into that potential. And I like the word you used earlier, just remembering that you're capable of this change. I love that word. You are capable of having a life that you love, a life of service, a life of passion and purpose. Yep. And all those women who are, you know, surviving, mm-hmm. right? Not thriving, but surviving. All those women who are surviving and you're following women like us, or you're following women who are creators or influencers, coaches, um, celebrities, you have the capability to, to have a life that you love. Don't base it on somebody else's. Don't base it on somebody else's. The other thing I want to mention is for all those women who are sitting there and they're not happy with who they are, that outside validation that you're striving for, those comments that you're beautiful, that you're great, that you're amazing, those comments don't make you feel better. No. Those comments don't make you feel better. I know women who are, and I wanted to mention this earlier, I know women, and like 
in person know women who are some of the most beautiful, genuine, wonderful inside and out women I have ever met in my entire life. And they absolutely hate themselves. And any comments of you're beautiful, you look gorgeous today. Oh my God, I love you. They actually make them feel worse. Yeah. Right. So those validating comments of you're beautiful, you're great. Those aren't great for everybody. And I'm not saying not to do them because obviously we all want to hear and, and love to hear that we're beautiful, but for some, it, it isn't actually beneficial. They mean nothing until you believe it about yourself. Exactly. So it always starts with you. You decide what you are, who you are, why your big, why, why do you want to do this work? And you know, that first part that you said too, is, you know, not turning to other people and comparing yourself is always asking yourself, why do you want something like really determine why do I, or, uh, or anything along those lines, right? Yeah, well, like, that's even like the shadow people and all of that. So I actually but, just wrote an article about shadow people. So, <laughs> but at the same time, they're not out to hurt you. They want the energy, right? They want that negative energy. So they'll, they'll scare you or, or what happens. Right. But I don't believe that. I don't believe that there's any spiritual beings that can actually hurt you in a physical sense. Right. right. Um, yeah. Fear. Yes, absolutely. That's, but that's my thought belief, right? We're, we're business owners. We're in the spotlight. We're, you know, women empowering and supporting other women. Why did you create what you created? What, what was the why behind what you did? Sure. I, I created power through healing because I just, I became frustrated with how many people don't understand that the power is them, the power to create the power to have more and and live more and participate in your life. I just, I guess I just spent my whole life just observing and letting life happen to me instead of realizing that I can create and I can participate in. So that means though, I have to get rid of all the distractions and all of the BS, the old outdated programming and beliefs that I'm holding on to that are not letting me move forward. So once I started to do that work for myself and I started to get to my truth and my authentic self and tap into that power. I was, it, it was not about me anymore. It was about how many other people can I help feel this way? And how many other people do I know that have that feeling again of knowing that there has to be a little bit more, there's something that seems off and incomplete in my life. So how can I help them put that world in a higher way? Yeah. And that's amazing. And that's, that's, I think, why m most of us do what we do. I, I joke around and I say that I want to be the next Oprah Winfrey. I want this mm -hmm. to be the next Oprah Winfrey show. I want to be the next Tony yeah. Robbins, right? I do. I want all that, but not for the, the fame and fortune. Now, granted, right. that would be a great bonus, right? I have million <laughs> dollar dreams. <laughs> we all do. Right. But I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it because I, so the show I created the show because I wanted to build a community of inclusivity of men and women working together for self-love, acceptance, personal development, all of that. Right. And to highlight those stories of struggles and overcoming those struggles. 
that's why I created the show, right? And, and to share my voice with my identity coaching. I created that because of suicide. I, I literally created my company because of suicide, because yeah. I saw the level of unhappiness that people went through and felt that they had no way out, yet that happiness is internal. Mm-hmm. It's not an external thing. Your, your happiness stems from your identity, your beliefs, your systems, your, your expression of your, your identity in your life, right? My spiritual right. teaching, <laughs> I created that one because I did not want, when I, when I opened myself up to my spirituality, it was, you have to do this and you have to do that. I'm like, no, I don't want to do those things. Right. Yeah. And I felt like a two-year-old having to defend myself. I don't want to. Right. Right. So I created my own company where it's, what do you like? What spirituality resonates with you? How, you know, what are your gifts? Let's, and and it was all about empowering self-expression through spirituality. Mm. And, you know, I'm, I'm launching two more businesses. (laughs) And (laughs) again, the why is always inclusivity. It's understanding that we're unique individuals and we have the right to self-expression and Mm -hmm. and to be and create what we thrive to create i'm going in with my business partner or a business partner on a new venture and that venture is business mentoring and it's not one person it's her and i she's got the you know she's a media manager and strategist i'm a mindset coach we both have ridiculous business <laughs> business experience right right and it's all about women who were in our positions yeah making and you changes, noticed right? that you noticed those strengths in each other and that's another important thing as you know yeah. like decided to collaborate and support each other which is yeah. that huge thing so and I never did. we are gonna yeah we are gonna see massive change in our world world when we all start doing that when we instead of that comparison we start seeing okay there's a strength here there's um someone here that has this in mind and this skill set and so how can we work together to make something great yeah which is what you're doing yeah which exactly I love. and we're multi-passionate right there are yeah. women men and women but but i'm predominantly this episode's about women but Um, women are multi-passionate. We have to love so many different things. We have to play so many different roles. We're, you know, we're building different parts of our identity in each of those roles. Why do we have to just stick to one, right? At night, you're going to be the the vixen. During the day, you're going to be the the straight-laced mom, right? (laughs) Whatever that looks like for you. Why can't we build that up? Let yourself just be fluid in that nature and just show up in the way that you want to show up. And we just, it, it, I don't know about you, but it took me a long time. As much as I say that it took me a long time to realize that I don't have to be someone different with every person in every aspect of my life. So for me, for example, I was someone different when I would go to work. I was someone different when I was with my family. I was someone different when I was with my friends. And so it's been such a really I, you know, almost magical, you know, experience to just be able to show up as one, you know, core person and then let myself just be flexible and in the mood and in the nature that I want to be in throughout the day and throughout the week. So 
you know, I think it's like finding out who you are on a core level and then letting that express itself in whatever way feels right at the time. Yes, absolutely. We got a comment. Yes. (laughs) It's so true because um, I don't drink. I I have been drunk. No, (laughs) so so don't think I'm straight. (laughs) Um, I don't drink. But if I'm out, especially when I was younger, if I'm out and I'm not drinking, but somebody else is drunk, I let the drunk Melissa out. Like, it's just like, I, (laughs) and and speaking of different personalities, um, or not different personalities, but, but expressions of self, I have multiple different expressions of self with my husband. I'm different. When I talk to, you ever talk to somebody in another country, especially England, Mm. for some reason I'm in Canada. So when Mm. I talk to somebody in England or somebody in Texas or other country, other places that they have an accent that I don't have, it's almost like my voice starts to change. <laughs> or if yeah. somebody's in a different culture, my, my, my mannerisms will change. And, right. it's, and I love doing that because I'm so fluid and I, I have so many different passions and so many different, I'm analytical as, as crazy. Um, and right. I say as crazy because it is crazy. I can, I can be and do anything. So like, I mean, for me to flip between all of those different things is fun for me. I like it. It doesn't, I'm not changing, but my expression changes. It's a natural mirror and matching. It's just a, it's a natural thing that we do. Like we're mirroring and matching all the time. And um, it's just, it's just something that happens. So yeah, when you are around other people, like when I've done a, maybe not a hundred, but a a ton of podcast interviews now at this point. And it depends on the host, like you and me right now, we're more energetic and we're having fun. And then I've done interviews where the host is a little bit more, you know, uh, just more calm and just kind of more, you know, a slower pace. And then I match that. So it's just, it's the environment that you're in. And it's not that you can't find the beauty in every situation. It's just, um, letting yourself express and, you know, tune in, tune into that moment, let yourself be present and just feel the energy of that moment. Yeah. Um, I challenge everyone. What, what's your favorite way to express? What, what's your favorite, what's your favorite self-expression? Self-expression is I don't know if this is exactly what you're looking for, but for me, it's singing in the car. I love to just get in the car and just drive around and sing my heart out. I took my mom to the airport yesterday and I had a whole 90 minutes of like Celine Dion and, you know, Adele. And I was just like belting it out. I even put on a Backstreet Boys song. Like I'm telling you, I have an array of music on my playlist, but I I, it. It, nothing brings me more joy than just being able to and have fun so I I have a very eclectic music taste I have <laughs> classical to country right. to rap and R&B like yeah Same. I have it all Same. that's one of my favorite things is just driving my, my happy place is driving my car nobody's yeah. talking and I am singing at the top of my lungs right bass yep. is going and that it's 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 a happy place right um yeah I just, I love being the fun outgoing Melissa who, you know, whatever the situation, let's do this, right? Let's have some fun. You mentioned your, your interviews on the show. I've actually said no to people because they're very monotone or, and it's, it's not a judgment. Absolutely. Right. Everybody has their own version of self-expression, but I wanted people on the show who did have that that energy and the, the animation is what I really looked for on the show is I wanted animation. 
If I'm sitting here, for me personally, if I sit here and I'm very monotone, I will be yawning by the end of the episode. And that's not okay Okay. for me. I I don't like that. I, you know, maybe I have undiagnosed ADHD and that's totally (laughs) fine. And I'm probably do. I I guarantee I probably do. But yeah, I like, I'm always fidgeting and I I can't, I don't like sitting still. I'll lie on my bed for hours, but I'm like rolling one way. My cats hate to snuggle with me. They snuggle with my mother-in-law because she'll just lie there for like while we're watching shows. (laughs) She'll lie there for three hours Uh, without moving. And I'm just like, no, mm -mm." gotta roll over and so it's yeah yeah I think that's you know that's something that I want to mention too is you know I had I started my podcast recently when it comes to thinking about who I want as guests I I appreciate and love that you were able to say no to people if you don't feel like it's right because Mm -hmm. I was talking to my mom where I'm like I have people that are reaching out to me and I don't feel like they're right for my show though. And it's like, you know, it's okay to say no, it's not, you're not saying no to them. And so anyone that's listeners saying no to you as a person or not rejecting you because of who you are, it's just knowing and understanding that for my project, for this podcast, what I want to create in my mind. And I want to make sure that I keep that focus. And, um, so anyone that is not you know, going to be a guest with me. It's not because I don't love what you're working on. I love that everyone has their own creative passions and opinions and, you know, that it's just not the right platform always. Yep. Talking about building, building each other up. Right. Uh, sorry. My internet is acting funny. I don't know what's happening. Hmm. Okay. I'm assuming you can hear me. My internet's a little bit fine. Okay. No, I can hear you. See you fine. So perfect. No, I think we're back. My daughters are both home today. (laughs) So that means my internet is being used in multiple locations. And even though I have the best internet you can get, um, I, they, yeah, (laughs) still have two very internet friendly children. $2 will test that for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so that is true. So I actually had, and talking about women stepping up with other women and stepping up together, I did a pre-screening interview and I'm sure you remember, I record them now. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I record them and no judgment to this woman, she did what she thought was right. And I'm totally okay with it, which is why I never commented on it or engaged with it. But we did a pre-screening interview and you know what? She started the video off and I got tricked. I got triggered right away. I'm not going to deny it. I got triggered right away. She started the video off critiquing everything about me. my bed wasn't made. Um, oh the way that I, you know, did the videos and the way that they were laid out and, and not a problem. Right. I, I didn't, I kind of got triggered, but I'm, I'm a mindset expert, right? When I get triggered, yeah. I know it's emotional and it's internal. So I, I slowed myself down and I, and I just relaxed. And so we're going through and I loved her topic loved her passion, loved her topic. She was a great person, but I just couldn't see myself doing an episode on it. Sure. Right. And so I said that I said, I, I, you know, I love your topics. You've got great energy, but I just don't see it. Right. And I just don't feel it. And 
not once did I ever intentionally, you know, say, I don't like you or I don't like your topic. I didn't do any of that. I just said, you know what, I'm not feeling it. I'm not finding that, that spark that I normally find or that pinpoint that I normally find. I'm not finding that. Um, so I'm going to have to say no today, but you know, I wish you all the best. And I, and I, you know, you're, you seem like a great person and all of that. I got off that, that interview and I, I was talking to my husband later on in the day and I said, shortly after that. And I said, I guarantee you that there's going to be a Facebook live or a Facebook post or something about me in the next hour. And sure enough, this, this lady did a 20 minute Facebook video about how I didn't build rapport, how I invalidated her, how I looked like a deer in the headlights. very, very um, negative reviews. Uh, she never mentioned be my, by name or the show, but she did right. some very negative comments about me and laughed at me. Right. And I sat back and it's actually specifically this topic, right? Women stepping up with other women like stepping up together she was obviously triggered by what I said and the fact that I had said no and and that I didn't she I'm assuming would have felt you know that I invalidated her or her topic and that's why I said I don't blame her for what she did but at the same time that was a very you know very ridiculed very rejected very you know, um, vindictive thing to do when there was none of that intention behind the appointment. Right. Right. But because I hadn't recorded it, I didn't have anything to say, you know what, like that's, that's not what happened. And Mm -hmm. so great on her. Like I said, I never did it, but that's on that is on her (laughs) that is on her she has a little bit of work to do to not be triggered by that when someone just is you you know you're you're not always going to be told yes in this world and you know especially like you you know where you did the right thing you 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 thanked her for her time and you said this is just like we were talking about this is our vision this is our you know, energy that this is my project. Like I'm on your podcast. So this is about you right now. This is what you can give to your audience. I'm doing my best to help you to grow your audience. Just like when people come on my show, I'm intending for them to help provide value to my listeners. So if that doesn't feel right, then a good leader, you know, understands to say, it's not about you personally. It's just about this again, platform that we're using. Yeah. And, and yeah, (sighs) like, That's crazy. (laughs) That's exhausting. Just listen. It just like stressed me out. Just listening to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Haley, I'm in the middle of a show. My love go away. No, (laughs) no. Go ask your sister or grandma. Not no out. I love, you No. that's the first time since she's been home that I've actually had to get involved with her on that level. Um, so yes, we're, we're going to have a little talk. (laughs) I love her. She's seven going on eight. It is, you know, what we all, you know, some of us, is it spring break right now? Pardon me. Is it like spring break? No, actually, or excuse me. Uh, the school actually has professional, professional development days. Oh yeah. For their teachers. So that's today. And it was division wide for the division in our, in like in our end of the city. Um, so all of the kids are home from school. So the two yeah. girls are, are home and downstairs. Oh, but, it's no um, worries. It's no big deal. 
the the older one will for the most part leave me alone because she's 12 and she's she's got her phone so she should be good to go um but the younger one is a little bit more attached still and very much you know mom and dad Mm -hmm. I need something or I need this or yeah a little a little less independent um how do your daughters get along they you know uh sometimes sometimes I have four children so I have two older boys and then the two girls it's interesting at times this yeah which is which is quite fun but I love them all and they're all different of course different personalities right but them all in their own way mm -hmm. but again yeah like like I said I hold no animosity for that woman I I wish her well and I and I hope that you know she felt empowered doing what she did and I don't blame her how many of us use scenarios that we're in like I just did to prove a point or to explain a point not even prove a point but explain a point right so I used that story to explain a point and I'm not linking the video or or ridicule or rejecting her in any sense she felt entitled to do what she did so instead of to anybody watching instead of you know, coming back and saying, that's not what happened. And I can't believe you did this. And I'm going to take offense to that. I didn't do any of that. I didn't do any of that. Because if I had done that, then I would be giving my power away and giving Mm -hmm. it to her, giving it to her viewers who liked the video and commented on the video and continued the ridicule and rejection. I read all of the comments. I watched the video in its entirety. I did all of it because I wanted to know, right? And I took it as, okay, that's how she felt what happened, right? So when we go on, and and like I mentioned at the beginning of the video, when we go on and start talking about what people wear, celebrities in particular, or, you know, influencers or coaches or teachers or whoever, we go on and we start critiquing their lives and we start critiquing their outfits and their choices and all of like, what message are we sending to other women when we do that, that they're not good enough because we think they're not good enough. I, I stop you and I challenge you when you're about to post a comment or you're about to react to something. And remember what reaction is an emotional response is logical. I want you to stop the reaction and logically think to yourself, if I comment, put yourself in the opposite position. If you were the one doing something similar or somebody came onto your video, your talk show, your podcast, your blog, your anything, somebody came to you and said, I don't like that. What would you say? Would it hurt your feelings that they didn't like it? First of all. Would you question while they're doing it? Would it affect your self-worth? And would you tell them to F off because their opinion doesn't really matter? Ask yourself that question before you comment. Because that's not stepping up together. No, not at all. That's being an internet warrior or, you know, uh, whatever that looks like. That's you attacking somebody else because your opinion is different right and that that's not building a tribe of love and acceptance if you want to be loved and accepted then you need to learn to love and accept Mm -hmm. yeah it's non-negotiable it's it's all about demonstrating that's all I 
that's all I ever want to do is just, I want to demonstrate who, not only who I want to be in this world, but what world do I want to live in? It's huge to decide that. So in a world where we can all be participating from our highest level, what does that look like? Does that look like commenting and uh, saying unnecessary things to someone when they're just you know, going back to someone that's posting a picture in their swimsuit or whatever it might be, you know, they clearly felt good enough to say, I'm going to go ahead and post this today. And it kind of makes me think about like parents, I'm not a parent, but you know, I watch all these videos and see all these posts where parents always have those opinions about things. It's like, especially as a parent, I think you're just, you're trying to just do the very best that you can. You literally have someone else's lives in your hands. I can't even imagine that. I mean, you're just, all you can do is wake up and say, I'm trying my best today. So when someone is waking up and trying their freaking best, like let's let them feel good about that. Yeah. It just drives me crazy. Oh, and going back to the swimsuit, what if that's the, what, what if that is the one time they actually gave themselves enough courage and enough confidence to say, I am terrified, but I'm posting it anyway. Mm. What if that's the first time (laughs) you are breaking that cycle, breaking. Right. And who to decide? I mean, who, who are you? Like, who do you think you are to, to feel like your opinion is the most important or that anyone really honestly cares about your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just, it, it, and, and then, and then all of this again feeds into this culture and this world, you know, where, you know, even, and then that means young girls are getting this idea. And when it comes to children, children don't know anything until they hear it until they're told it. So if we get away from constantly putting the emphasis and the attention on some of these things like body image and beauty and whatever that might look like, then, then girls would never grow up having any doubt about their beauty or about who they are. So, so just think about that. Just really understand that when you're, especially if like you're a mom and you're someone that's posting on that, that picture on that story, what would you, what would your daughter think if she saw that comment? You know, it's just, what are you teaching the the next generation to look for when it comes to these standards? Yeah. And as a mom of two daughters, I'm teaching inclusivity. I'm teaching self-acceptance. I'm teaching acceptance of other judgment-free different opinions, right? Being able to have a healthy conversation when you don't agree on something. Right. Right. Not taking Getting all your... the facts. Yeah. I was, I was, you know, talking to my cousin over Easter, you know, and she has a teenage son where, you know, he was apparently the school was some of the students wanted to do this walkout because of something a teacher said, you know? And so my, my cousin's like, I told him, just get all the facts, you know, make your own conclusion after you get the right information though. So, so teaching the, you know, teaching children and teens to understand that I want you to I want you to make decisions for yourself. I want you to feel empowered to do this, but make sure that you take the time to come to the right decision. That is, you know, that you feel good about Logic. Um, putting your, putting yourself behind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You want more so the logical conclusion mm-hmm. rather than the emotional. Our emotions can exactly. get us in a lot of troubles. Um, <laughs> yes. Big time. Our emotions get us in a lot of trouble. So women 
help women stepping up together is for the most part about just accepting women where they are, where their journey is taking them. My journey is not going to be the same as Amanda's journey. Amanda's journey is not going to be the same as Tori's journey. Who's watching. Um, (laughs) So everybody's journey is not going to be the same. The way you get there, the way it looks, you and I can have a similar goal. One, the journey is not going to be the same. Two, the outcome is not going to be the same. And three, we're going to go, it's going to mean different things. I, I, I just, I think it's so important to understand there's so there's limitless opportunities available to you in this lifetime. There are so many different paths that you can take. And I'm so passionate about this, but just remembering to look at that as, you know, I, I have so many different ways that this could work out for me and believing that life is always working out for you is so important. Just believing again, that you are worthy and deserving of this great life. And so not, not judging the path available to you right now and knowing that you can take a turn at any time is so important to me. We tend to, to think, you know, sometimes we're going through these rougher times, these different, you know, um, emotional times and transitions in our lives. So we might not be able to see, you know, where this is going to take us, but not putting that judgment on, the right now and saying, well, wouldn't it be nice if I could have her life? It wouldn't be nice if I could be doing what she's doing. I I was talking to my best friend recently too, where it's like going over reviewing just the past two years. Oh my God. Like I can see now why I didn't end up with that guy or why I didn't take that job or why I decided to move here. You know, it's like at the time I was deeply stressed and I was emotional and I couldn't really figure it all out, but thank you, God, that, you know, I'm here now. And I didn't do some of the things that I wanted to at that time. So keeping that overall picture is huge. Just understanding that, you know, there's more to the story than what you can see right now. And if you are in this constant state of dread saying, well, nothing ever works out for me or, oh, life is so hard and playing that victim, then that's what you're going to see. That's what's going to keep unfolding for you. If you take the time to decide that you are in control, that you can make the change, you're behind that change, then that's when life is going to turn around for you. Yeah. And I, I always say this and, and I put this as the, what's the word I'm looking for? When I created the Facebook group, women supporting women, I actually just changed the tagline to the bottom of, you know, you you have facebook.com and then groups and then whatever the group name is, right? Normally it's a number. So I changed it from a number to WSW Karen and it's women supporting women Karen. Women supporting women can change the world. Women Mm. supporting women can change one life, five lives, 10 lives, an entire generation. When women support women, great things happen. But when women don't support other women, that's when the divide, the separation, the dissent, we we're trying to, as a society, we're trying to build women up. We're trying to 
you know, feminism and equality. And I'm not going to get into feminism because I have issues with that. But (laughs) feminism and equality, uh, equal rights for women, women in business, you know, um, women in finances, all of these things, women can do so many things. Mm. It's absolutely sad and disgusting when they don't because other women get in the way. Mm-hmm. I, I was horrible at collaboration. I always, you know, I went through a period where I was first starting out and I've been in business for six years and I was first starting out and it was all this, uh, you know, every time I read somebody else's post, it was, oh, I wish I had posted that or competition. Right. Yeah. And I created a talk show at that point called, uh, Melissa's Monday Madness. And I did this a few <laughs> years ago. So if anybody does check it out, it was quite some time ago. But I decided that I was done competing with other women. And so what I did is I created an entire show based on highlighting and supporting women in business and talking about other women's businesses and how they did that and why they did that. And I made it this entire thing because I was done with that mentality. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've never gone into a business partnership or collaboration with anybody because it was always that fear. I'm, I'm a woman and I know that I get into arguments with other women and there's a lot of drama with other women. And I've always been, you know, more drawn to men because it's just, it's easier to be friends with a guy than it is to be friends with a girl because, the emotional aspect of it right right? but women get things done because they are strong enough Mm -hmm. to share their you know to take charge and to say you know this is how I want it to be done so you know and so women working together yeah of course it can be a little bit emotional you know we can we can come you know I wonder if for you like did it take you a little while to go from that mindset of it's better off just doing it myself or, you know, um, Oh, I just, I get things done quicker or better, or I, I just feel better when I do it myself versus letting yourself, um, find support from someone. Yep. In the last year I have hired my first VA. Mm -hmm. I have partnered with a business partner on a new uh, business venture. And that is, again, the the business mentoring. Um, And then I have now we are launching. And so I created WSW um, about a year ago and then just kind of left it over the last year because I was figuring things out and recently decided to start promoting that group again there's it's not a sales group there's no promotion in that group whatsoever just so everybody knows you are not going to get spammed or sailed um I post the show in there just because it is a self-development show and all about supporting each other um and judgment-free and inclusivity no promotions of course um but we decided I decided to partner with two other women in WSW in creating a weekly podcast of three women who go on we talk about you know everyday wife and mother women mothers uh, you know relationships hot topics that are in the media women supporting women and we're going to be doing that weekly just so everybody knows because we promoted this episode um but 
I'm actually collaborating with other women. And right. th- I've never done that. At right. least not where I felt comfortable enough or confident enough to do that, where I do get into that spot. But again, in the last three months, it's been hiring my first VA, who's a woman, um, creating the, sh- the show where we highlight a bunch of amazing women and all of this other stuff. And my business partner just said, yeah. <laughs> Um, so it is, it's our first time going in and it's definitely different. And to think that we're supporting each other, we're supporting each other's growth. We're bringing something different to the table. And the reason I mentioned this is because as women, when we support other women, we're bringing something different to the table. We are so multifaceted as women. We have multiple emotions. We have multiple, you know, expressions of our personality we have the ability to grow life we there's so many unique things about being a woman that we don't we don't need to compete well this is what I love about collaboration is I might have an idea and I might have a vision for something and then the minute I share that with someone, they're exactly like the forgotten chakra, you know? And I really think though, that by working on some of the lower ones that will help some of those other Claire's to really start to pronounce and bring themselves like that right away. That's what I got when she said that root chakra. Yeah. Um, she said, it does feel like that some days getting on that. Um, I didn't even, I didn't know that the Blu-ray was part of the chakra which is really interesting. So that would be, is that what that's? Well, I mean, that's just a healer in general, you know, anybody that's dealing with any type of Reiki, any type of light healing, any type of anything, your chakras are involved because that's how, that's what we're we're moving. That's that energy centers and all of that. So it all does kind of come back to the chakras. Um, and you know, all that you have, like the Holy fire Reiki, you have like all the different, which they just kind of tap into the different energies of like the kind of the umbrella of healing. And, um, that's just kind of how it works, but with people, especially people that are healers, 